so I would have told myself, even before my diagnosis, take it easy. You know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. Um, and I would have just said, take it easy on myself. Because even after my diagnosis, like I mentioned, I kept going. You know, I kept going with tons of classwork and I graduated and I got into grad school and I went. But you know what? I failed. I failed because I didn't take care of myself. Evie. That is the honest truth. I didn't leave my graduate program because I didn't leave it because it just wasn't my passion anymore. I left it because I could not. I could no longer do it in that way. I was going to be a social worker. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. And that is what thriving means to me. But what thriving means to each person is different. And that's what we explore on this show. My core values are growth and humor. So my goal is to learn a bit and enjoy ourselves while we're building community. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Are you a mom that just happens to have multiple sclerosis? Let's think about you for a minute. That's right, you. Not everybody else around you, but we're going to put you first for the next hour or so. Take this time to reflect on your needs as we dive in to this fabulous guest. Her name is Clarissa Hidalgo. I'm welcoming her to the show because she just has so many insights in so many different areas like yoga. She is a professional yoga instructor. She's also created this group, especially for moms with multiple sclerosis. I've nicknamed her the main mama. Anyways, I'm so glad to welcome her to the show. Stay with us as we chat it up with Clarissa. Thank you so much for having me today, Edie. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so excited. Yay. So Clarissa, let's start off um, by, for if you wouldn't mind, sharing a little bit about your diagnosis story. My diagnosis happened in 2010. Um, so long time ago, it like it seems like and in the fast paced world that we're in today, it seems like ages ago, honestly, seems like woo, 2010 was like way back when. Um, so I was a sophomore in college when I was diagnosed. Um, I was 19. Um, I was attending the University of California and um, basically 
during freshman year, and I'm going to back it up just a little bit because we all know it, it starts way before, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We all know. I think, I don't know. I think we can all like trace back those little things even in our childhood to, oh my gosh, was that the start of MS? Oh my gosh, was, is that what it was? Chicken or egg? You know, uh, we say that in my group, you know, you never know um, what was MS and what was just life. So I would say like during my freshman year, I started experiencing difficulties. And so I went to school in the Central Valley. So it gets pretty hot in California Central Valley, above 100 degrees very regularly. Um, so naturally being an active, you know, an active young adult during those times, um, it, I, I began to experience difficulties probably when I was about 18. And they began with vertigo. <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of us have, have vertigo in combination with other symptoms. So what happened is that um, I just... I went to my doctor and I was like, you know what, doctor, I don't know what it is. I'm feeling a little dizzy. Sometimes when I stand up, I get a little lightheaded, things like that. Uh, what do you think's going on? She's like, oh, well, it could be this. It could be. And she would give me these crazy analogies. And I was like, okay. Um, and I just kind of took it. She never sent me anywhere. This was just a PA at my school. Um, so we never thought anything of it. And then the summer before my freshman year, my spouse and I went to Monterey. And I remember this trip specifically um, because it was very landmark in something's going on. Something's up. Um, so basically what happened is I started to experience difficulties and then I started to fall on the beach and then, you know, things, you know, one thing led to another. Basically, after difficulty, 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 mobility, mobility issue, I was diagnosed December 24, 2010. My mom was like, go to the hospital. You're not going to stay here during Christmas because, of course, I'm on leave. She's like, you're not going to stay here during Christmas and I'm not going to see you like that. So she made me go to the hospital. I went with my spouse. My father was luckily friends with the neurologist that was attending at that night. And it was all coincidence. My dad's a DJ. And so like on the side, him and the neurologist would like trade records and do all this crazy stuff. And so the neurologist was like, hey, your dad, your daughter's here. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my dad already knew. Um, but he was like, he started telling my dad what was happening behind the scenes. And of course, you know, I'm very thankful, very thankful for the way I was diagnosed because so many people go through years, right? Years I mean, of diagnosis, right? Ever. And like, no one wants, not that no one wants to figure out, but no one knows, no one knows what to do. So I got the diagnosis that night. I got the lumbar puncture that night. I was started on Copaxone the month after, and I mean, it, it was a blur. It, it was a blur. You know, it's super funny that you mentioned that you were diagnosed on a holiday because I was diagnosed on Easter Sunday. Girl, I feel like 
And okay, I feel like in a way it's, it's crazy a holiday for us. You know, the MS day, the diagnosis, we're never going to forget that day. But it just happens to always coincidentally be in, in conjunction with something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that I don't, you know, celebrate Easter, but it just, you know, makes me think about that just like any significant life event that would happen on that holiday. But, um, I just keep hearing that from warriors that I speak with. So, um, super interesting. I, um, your diagnosis was very early on. How did you feel, um, at 19? I can't imagine, um, someone saying you for the rest of your life will have this autoimmune challenge. Oh my God. So, you know, normal 19 year old, I, continue with my studies. I was doing eight hours of work a day, 16 units, you know, um, I would bump it up to 20 during the summers. And, you know, I was just like, I'm going to ignore this. I don't know what this is. I'm not even going to research too much into it. When I started researching, it scared me. When I started to join chat rooms, it scared the shit out of me because people are like, I can't walk and da, 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 and all these different things. And it scared the crap out of me, Edie. Like so when I you just, Google, when you Google pictures and things, everybody is in a wheelchair. And that is the reality of what could possibly happen. So yes, frightened, scared inside as a young person. Um, yeah, my hat's off to you. Because um, obviously, I see you now. And I know where you are in life and I believe and know that you're a thriver. So tell us a little bit about where you are right now. Sure. It, you know what? It took a lot to get here and everyone can get here. I just want to, I just want to put that out there. Everyone can get here. I went through the struggle. Everyone goes through the struggle. Never feel like you're alone in this, but where I'm at now is I am a certified self-help group leader for the MS Society. Um, I'm a registered yoga teacher for Dignity Health. Um, I run accessible yoga and prenatal yoga twice a week. Um, I'm taking a I'm taking a month hiatus because I'm turning 30 in June. <laughs> No, no, I'm so excited to turn 30. You have no idea. Like I love getting older. Um, when I, when I was about to turn 30, I was very excited also because I feel like that's the time when people start to take you seriously. Do you, are you feeling that too? That's what my photographer said too. She's like, Oh, I felt like I was an adult. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I know what you mean. I know two kids definitely makes me feel adult. <laughs> I, I imagine that that kind of amps it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, but it's it's just funny because I never would have really imagined me being where I am today. I say that all the time. I'm beginning a specialized program called multiple sclerosis mamas. It's going to be, you know, tailored to all the difficulties that us mamas face. Um, whether you're a mama, a mama to be, a mama who has been a doggy mama, MS struggles. As women, we just, we need to support each other. We need to share. And I had to just create the group because it was just needed. I needed a support system. I was like, I can only imagine all of these women facing pregnancy, newly diagnosed, all of these different struggles. And they need a support system and we're quarantined. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Throw a wrench in there, right? Throw that wrench because, okay, so I like you 
ignored my diagnosis for a couple of years. I just went on those disease mon or um, what are those called? DMTs, the um, disease modifying therapies, right? Um, so I just went, I did my Copaxone, I did my Plegrity and they weren't working. And I was wondering why, right? What, what is not working in me? Um, well, because I'm ignoring my issue. So the one reason that I'm where I am today is because of other people, because they clung to me and I clung to them and we built a community together and we talked and we started to educate ourselves and figure out what was going on with our bodies. And man, I'm like a hundred percent different at this point than I was um, just three years ago. So I feel you. I feel exactly what you're saying, Clarissa. And honestly, the, the DMTs are hard. They're hard. I've been on, you know, several different ones. I think I did Carpaxone, uh, you know, the bruising. I lost tons of weight and then the, it was just too much for me. I couldn't do it. I started to get crazy panic attacks afterwards where it would just put me out for the full night. And then Jelenia just gave me straight up, you know, optic neuritis. So I was on that for six months and that didn't last. And then I found Rituxan, you know, and it was just like the miracle drug and not that doesn't work that way for everyone. And I always encourage you, everyone, you need to find what what's right for you. You know, I found Rituxan, but literally in that same doctor's appointment where I was prescribed Rituxan, I found a man who introduced me to yoga. Wow. What a coincidence, right? And it was, it was, it was crazy girl. He was from this. I was from this little town in the central Valley at this time. And he was from the same town at the time. And I wasn't driving at the time. I wasn't doing well. I had taken a year off college. My abilities had really taken a downfall. In fact, that very visit, my doctor was like, we're going to look into fitting you for a wheelchair. Or a walker, at least. Yes. Wow. And this this savior, this man, his name was Paul. And I always credit him because he's like, I'll pick you up. I'll I'll go get you. You know, we'll do this yoga. And it was, you know, things sometimes things just happen. You know, sometimes things just I'm I believe meeting you, Edie, was meant to be. Agreed. A hundred percent. Everything. And we met on um, what on Clubhouse? Is that how we met? I think so. I think yeah. that's how I first met you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this social media during, um, especially now during all of this COVID <laughs> baloney, <laughs> um, has been like a gift, honestly. Um, things like Clubhouse and Instagram. I know a lot of people say that's such a superficial relationship, but quite honestly, I, mm-hmm. I really developed a lot of friendships from those groups. And I appreciate everyone because I'm learning from so many people and people are coming back and asking me how I'm doing and vice versa. And it's making, um, dealing with my body issues, my MS, um, just a little bit, um, better. I gotta be honest. So I, um, myself know that I have a host of different um, doctors and specialists and people that I call on for support. So I've heard you say, you know, you have your yoga um, mentor um, and some other components. Who are people in your life 
that you really lean on for support? I would really say I am family based primarily. Um, and that has really come around for me during quarantine. And that isn't always the case for everyone. But for me, it's the family who does it for me, you know, who's able to be there for me. And I'll be honest with you, I cut ties with my mother years ago because of my past, because of different, you know, different issues and things like that, because it wasn't for me. I didn't have time. I I'm a mom now, you know, so I had to pick and choose. My mother-in-law is, she is like a saint. I mean, she like came during my pregnancy. She cooked for me. She came the month after my delivery and she did everything like, you know, women, strong women, to be totally honest with you, are my jam. You know, Kind of like you, Edie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Larissa. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, the stigma of, well, I don't talk to my mom. You know, people say, well, where's your mom live and blah, blah, blah. And I don't really want to talk about that. Um, so I needed to come to terms with how I was going to handle that with people because I was no longer tied to um, thinking about um other people's views, other people's perspectives, because I got to do what's right for me. Yes. Just like you said earlier, like, um, you know, it's about balance too. If I want to take a disease modifying therapy, that's, I know it's going to work for me, then I, you know, judge me. I, I don't, Wait. right. I, I can't worry about that. So I've tried to um, kind of separate those things in my life and realize with perspective what's important. So like you, um, family, obviously number one. Um, without them, I just wouldn't get that lift me up that I get. Um, we use Marco Polo on the app and we're constantly like talking to each other. And sometimes I'll just get a message from um, like my aunt and she'll be like, Edie, I was just thinking about you. And you know what, Edie? Let me just say, I would have never created this multiple sclerosis mama's programming if it weren't for quarantine. Really? And let me just say that this program, we have over 500 women in a private Facebook group, all mamas, all with MS. And they're all just supporting each other. And it's like, where else are you going to get that? Right. I mean, it's such a, um, there's not a lot of us out there. You know, we feel like there's, you know, a million, a million people is not very many. Okay. Yeah. So if we have a million people in the U.S., I mean, consider how many people watch the Super Bowl, for example. Right. So we got to kind of find those places. Um, where we can go to get that support. So the multiple sclerosis mamas group on Facebook, tell me what the premise of it is and how um, you said the quarantine got you started. So tell, give us a little bit more juice. So it's free. Um, the, the private Facebook group, because not just anyone can join. You have to be, you have to have MS. Uh, you have to be a woman. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be a mama because uh, I think I might've said this, but you know, you could be a doggy mama. You could be a mama of the 
earth. You could be an auntie mama. You could be whatever you want. We are mamas. It is about the nurturing nature that we have as women that we are born with. Not any kind of label. It's just a name. But basically, it's a group, and we just provide support, support, support for each other. And it's it's just, I mean, it's every day. It's every day. What do you ladies think of this? Oh, should I stop breastfeeding? Should, you know, how do I do this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just women offering support to each other. Now, I do have a disclaimer at the bottom of the information Please consult your doctor when necessary. Of course you do. Sure. Because you don't want to get sued or anything like that. (laughs) Besides the fact, you know, we're just, you know, talking. We don't have medical. Well, I have a medical or I have a a doctorate, but it's not a medical degree. So um, I joke about it. But for sure, you know, that's. That's definitely a disclaimer. So, go but ahead. I mean, it's, you know, it's just tips. It's tricks, Edie. It's what did you do today? It's, hey, did you have some water today? Hey, um, what are you going to do this weekend with the kids? It's, it is just like this. And it's, it's growing. Like, I want to say it's up to like almost 550 or it's just every single day. There's new ads. Wow. We just. We love to love each other. And I built this community because I was tired of seeing these communities where people hate on each other and where they're like, no, no, don't do that. Do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We all can do whatever we want. We need to be supportive no matter what. And we need to know that our decisions are our choice. I love that. Um, every morning when I, when I'm eating breakfast, I go on there just to see how everybody's doing, give some encouragement, get some encouragement, um, and pass it on, you know? So, um, I thank you for that. I am a doggy mama, um, and a proud one at that and my little, my little Lily. And so I can relate honestly, um, to the feeling that nurturing, I think that's the word that really resonated with me, right? Because we do feel that. Um, need to nurture. And I struggle, tell me what your thoughts are. I struggle with asking people for help um, because I am usually the one helping others or wanting to. Um, With my vertigo, I was walking around with my boss and um, the other day and I slipped, you know, I had to grab the wall because I was dizzy and she grabs me and holds on to me and walk with me. And it's the sweetest thing, right? The sweetest thing. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, what does she think of? You know, those things started going through my head and I had to calm myself. So How about 10, right. So 10 steps in, you know, Edie, what do you say? We, she's doing it because she loves you and she wants to help you just like you do um, for others. And so um, I still work on that, but Um, anyways, tell me your thoughts. How have you experienced that reaching out for help and accepting it? It's hard. It's, and let me just say, it comes with the diagnosis. It comes with disability and it just comes with being a woman. You know, you talk about the nurturing, taking care of everyone else, where the, you know, we're used to being the, you know, the like I would, I would call my, my grandmother personally, but for me, 
you know, I would almost call it like you're used to being a matriarch. You're used to being a person of prestige, you know, and look back in that way. And that's okay because you're still that person. Don't, don't get it twisted. You are still that person, no matter what. The thing is you've had to modify and you've had to do these certain things that have made you question yourself. But you know what? When you have those people that are able to enforce you and say, it's okay. And say, you're still the same person and we see you for what you are. It makes it a whole lot easier. It really does. Yes. I think you just said that perfectly. Um, so I, I'm just, I appreciate you so much because, um, since our connection, I've, um, kind of just gotten deeper into, um, listening and keeping my ear out for things that resonate with me and that I can kind of grab onto for some, I don't know, some comfort, some love, and you've helped provide that for me. So thank you so, so much. Of course. And you know what? I really do. I really do try to be there for my MS community. I know what it's like to be newly diagnosed. I know what it's like to have those first time issues that you're like, what the hell is that? (laughs) Um, And I know what it's like to have people look at you maybe differently or maybe a little less or maybe you know whatever it is it makes you feel a certain way Mm. and that's okay and it's okay I've gotten a lot better and I'm getting a lot better at talking to my girls about this too okay need to advocate you need to speak up for yourself you need to tell people you need to say what you mean because if not people are not mind readers and it it's you know Yeah. Empowering your kids to, to have that mindset. Um, because as an adult, having a shifted mindset is super challenging. Um, no matter how much you want to do it, like I said, I, I try not to let other, you know, think about what others think, but then I'm telling you about my boss just now grabbing my arm. Right. And so, um, it's, it's a constant, constant struggle in my mind to try and get over that. So empowering your kids, um, to have that mindset from a young age is, um, it's empowering. It's wonderful. And it's only human. It's only human to have that little bit of doubt, to have that little bit of whatever is going on. But you're right. One day at a time and it'll be okay. <laughs> One day at a time is for sure. For sure. That's a good mantra to have too. One minute sometimes at a right? time. You exactly. need that because there's ebb and flow, right? Um, okay. I have some, what I call hashtag thriving questions for you. Are you up for the challenge? I am. All right. Wonderful. Here we go. What makes you laugh? Um, you know, I can watch. I just love like mindless comedy. Honestly, I love Chappelle show. I love friends. Um, I, I just love mindless shows i love cartoons i love the simpsons (laughs) old simpsons um and and that makes me laugh being with my girls my girls are silly they're funny it makes me laugh um my spouse makes me laugh constantly and i think that's why we've been together you know 12 years (laughs) i love that oh congratulations from the 12 years it's wonderful i know Um, we just got married so you know wonderful congrats congrats for that too excellent 
So every time um, you give me little more tidbits about yourself, I'm like, yep, that's why I like her. So I love Dave Chappelle. I'm going to see him once in a lifetime event. I you know. saw him? No, I am. It's oh, happening. no way. Oh, my goodness. Yes. When June, when June 26. Oh. It's happening. So Are they're not t- sure. I'm not sure if the show will air by then. Um, but so I'll probably have already um, seen this hilarious human being. Um, but that's how I laugh. I, I, I'm in, way into stand up comedy. So I'm right on your page. That is like my jam. Yeah. Like I love like Joe Coy is like my guy, you know, I'm Filipino. You know, okay. So everyone knows a little bit about me, too. I'm half Mexican. Okay. I'm a quarter Filipino and I am a quarter white. So I know we look, you know, Californian. I'm very California, but um, <laughs> my uh, gorgeous, basically yeah. gorgeous is the, the term for you. And my my husband's from Mexico, so now my my kids are like seventy five percent Mexican. You know, I'm like, I think we'll 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 probably get the MS out soon. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But, you know, bringing all those cultures together, what a dynamic, what a dynamic household you must have um, and diversified and loving everyone. And so, um, yay. I love that, too. So great. I have to mention that Tom Segura is my favorite. He's actually my boyfriend and his wife doesn't know it's in my mind most of the time. But anyway, um, okay, great answer to that one. Thank you. All right. Next question. What is your favorite way to enjoy your day? Uh, honestly, I I love to shop. <laughs> I like to go shopping, um, but honestly, just to, just a day out. I work from home, <laughs> and Dignity took everything online during the pandemic as well. And now I'm starting my multiple sclerosis mamas, which is going to be strictly virtual. Okay. So I work from home a lot. A good day out for me is a day out at the park or honestly, if I could be out at the beach all day, that'd be it. I'm done. That, that, I'm done. And this is Larissa and I'm done. Um, I agree hundred percent. I would say the beach too. Um, so the issue for me is the heat with the beach, right? So I try to stay in the water as much as possible. And I only do it for about two, two and a half hours. And then I've had enough and um, otherwise I'll be sleeping for three days. So I, I know how my best day is going to look, but I know how to do it and still thrive, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say that I also compromise because I, I love the mountains too. And I live two hours away from Yosemite national okay. park. Wow. Um, so, uh, you know, with an, Tip for everyone, if you have MS or any kind of chronic illness, any kind of thing that isn't going to go away, you can actually get a um, card from the National Park Services that will get you into any national park in the United States for free. Really? Because that can be pricey. Yeah, it's like 30 something dollars every time we go to Yosemite. And then they're like... You have, they saw my placard one time that we went, and this is after we were going for like 
ever. One time they saw my placard, it was hanging in the window. You know how they always tell you you're supposed to take it off? Yeah. Um, well, I hadn't taken it off. <laughs> it was still hanging there. And they were like, oh, are you disabled? And I was like, yeah. And they said, did you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. And they gave me the paperwork and I did it right there on the spot. And they were like, it's for life. And how lovely of them to want to reach out and help you because they didn't have to say anything about it. So um, I love that. Good story. Yay. Good for you. I have one of those too, and I don't feel bad about it. It's the one perk of having multiple sclerosis is getting the placard. You know know what, girl? And this is what I'm saying. This is what I say to people because I struggled with it. I, as you can imagine, being 19, being 20, you know, going to college and having a disability placard, Mm -hmm. they, they, cops would, would give me tickets, you know, Um, I would get asked questions from people or people would make remarks. And I mean, it, it was, it was, it was bad. I, I did not like dealing with that because it was like, how do you stop and explain to them when you're on your way to class? You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so that was hard to deal with, but you know what I said to myself? I said, it's, I'm not going to let it bother me because I need it. They may not know. And that's their issue. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. And they can deal with that whenever, but I am doing this because I know that I really need this right now. And I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't need it. Of course. Of course. I mean, there's some times when um, you go to events and things. And if I had to park, um, you know, so far away that it took like 15 or 20 minutes in a hundred degree heat, because I'm in Orlando, Florida. Um, yeah, that's not really great for me. So it say it really saves me. Um, I'm able to enjoy the event as a result of being in a state because right? if not, your energy is spent before you even get there. It's gone a hundred percent. So, um, okay. So next question, young lady. Um, oh, when you're down, I think you answered this a little bit, so I'm going to guess what you're going to say, but, um, when you're down, what lifts you up? obviously my girls you know they just they brighten my day um my spouse always does a great job he um I don't know what I would do without him but more than that I would say when he knows I'm really really having a bad day and he can't even make me feel better being alone being alone, doing some dry brushing, and then a nice, you know, not hot bath, but lukewarm bath, you know, with some Epsom salts. Because myself and Edie, you fall in this department too. We're healers. We we absorbs we absorb other people's energies and we take that on and we really need to take time for ourselves so when i do take time for myself i feel it and i notice and i do it right and i try to do it well so that way i'm not depleted for the rest of the time and it is not selfish you're your number one priority in life if you're not doing well no one's going to do well around you so kudos and- to that 
Edie, this is what I say all the time to my mamas. I say, if you're not taking care of yourself, who's going to take care of the baby? She's there's nobody you know, else. Exactly. They're depending on you. So if you're not in tip top shape, if you're not at your best, how can you give to anyone by that fact? It's not possible. It's that whole airplane montage. You put the whatever the face mask on yourself before the other person. So, um, yeah, I kind of live by that. And I, I am a better person as a result. So, um, so let's ask, I want you to, um, tell us everywhere we can find you, um, everywhere that we can look for your wonderful tips, tricks, and just positive energy that you can uh, radiate off of you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Edie. You know what? It's just, that's why we get along. That's why we connected because we have it. Um, and it's okay. We're not ashamed of it, right? No. That's why we do this. Um, <laughs> so you can connect with me on Instagram. Uh, it's multiple sclerosis mamas. Um, you can connect with me on Facebook. You, it is at multiple sclerosis mamas is the actual page. Okay. The actual private Facebook group, over 500 MS Women Strong, is called Multiple Sclerosis Mamas. So everything pretty much is going to be under Multiple Sclerosis Mamas. Wonderful. Um, and it's going to, um, most of them, if it doesn't have an image of me, and it's kind of like just, you know, a pose. Um, but if it doesn't have an image of me, it will have an image of three women all embracing each other um, in a circle. And um, that is kind of our icon. Yeah, I love that. It's white, the background, right? Yes. I, yeah, yeah. I've come to recognize it now. I have it. Um, I have it in transparent. I have it branded in everything. So, um, yeah, I was going to say I even have it in a in a Zoom background, but I'm so busy with development right now. <laughs> Yeah, right. So um, being busy, um, that's something that I've um, come back around with all of this business with the podcast and stuff. And um, I'm loving it. But I'm realizing that um, I just actually <laughs> so crazy. I just actually bought some bath salts and things too to um, start getting back into that self care. So um, it's crazy. I, where, where did you come from in my life? I'm and loving you know what that does. You know what that does, right? Eating the bath salts. Tell us more. So the bath salts, and just so everyone um, just kind of knows what this does for their MS as well. Um, the, the bath salts are going to be good for soaking. So whether that's a hot soak, a cold soak, a, a lukewarm soak, they're going to be good for soaking your body. Um, particularly good after you've had strenuous exercise, after you've had a very long fatiguing day and your muscles are achy and tired, that's what the bath salts are doing. They're soothing and they're just kind of refreshing your muscles. And at the same time, um, we believe in Ayurvedic techniques that they are removing toxins as well. So the bath salt idea, there is so much more to it than just Throwing some, you know, throwing some salt in, in yeah. some water. Um, so you really do want to soak 10, 20 minutes. 
give your body time, relax, you know, but um, they're great. <laughs> nice. I'm going to be thinking about that. Um, I'm going to do that tonight. As a matter of fact, I yep. pledge it. It's really been great talking to you. I'm, uh, I'm blessed to have um, met you and, and uh, been able to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Edie. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Find us on Instagram at Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. Our Facebook group has the same name. Although I am a doctor, my expertise is in educational leadership and not in medicine. The information provided on this show is for community building purposes and not meant to provide medical advice. Should you have medical questions that you need answered, please consult your medical professional. We'll see you next time as we chat it up on another episode of Thriving Over Surviving Podcast.